Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, joined by Raymond Luke. Hello, Raymond. How you doing, fam? All right. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. All right. Not too bad. All right. Now, I'm not going to lie. When uh, Every time I was up in the press box last year, and Sheer will be joining us in a minute, and he can attest to this. All I would say is I need eight to ten touches per game from fam. I don't care how it happens. I don't care when, how it happens. And I'm telling you, when you saw what, when you saw him get the ball, you could see Raymond, what he could do again. That wasn't a surprise to you, I'm sure. But when he got those limited touches, man, he looked different than everybody out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it didn't take much, uh, you know, you get one or two for him to make an impact, but you know, it's frustrating of course, um, when, you know, even as a fan, I know I'm, I'm a parent, so people may have different views of me as a parent, but just as a fan of the game, you right. just want to see the best players get the opportunity, no matter who they are. And so when you got a player like that that's not really getting this opportunity, right. you're like, what's going on? You know, why, why he's not right. producing yep. and getting there. Now, Jason, Jason Shear can attest to this. We sit next to each other in the press box, and <laughs> how often do I say, seriously, where's Fam? Get Fam the ball. He needs the fa- I talk more about Fam than anybody on this team. This is true. Yeah, you'll literally turn to me and say, I don't understand why he's not getting the ball. I'll just try my shoulder. Right. What, do you, what do you want me to do? <laughs> All right, so let's, let's talk about it. So you got a running backs coach in now, and Alonzo Carter, when you first heard that, uh, what did you think about that? Because he obviously has a very nice reputation. Well, I was happy about that because he did recruit Rayshon coming out of high school heavily. Right. Him and uh, Coach Brandon did. So I was happy to know that he's going to get a coach that – at least we'll give him a shot. You know, right. it, it depends on, it's all on the player though. Don't get me wrong. You know, players still have to show up and do their job, but the coaches still have to believe in you to even give you that shot or to say, you know what, I think you can handle certain situations or put you in situations where I can see you thriving. Right. All right. Now, so so- I, was, I was happy about that. Okay, so when Brent Brennan, uh, Brent Brennan is hired, obviously Alonzo Carter comes in. What uh, Talk a little bit about just kind of the decision-making for you and your son as far as, uh, you know, coming back to the U of A. Well, my son is loyal. You know, everybody knows how the transfer portal works and players not getting their just due. They enter the portal. Um, right. Rayshon is a loyal kid. and We raised him that way, you know, me and my, my wife. So to me, he could have transferred at any time, his first season, his second season. But he chose to stay because he felt that he had something to prove. Even when the coaches had changed, he wasn't so quick to, to leave. Uh, he wanted to see who was going to come in. But his whole thing was, you know, I'm capable and I know I can do this. So he he didn't feel like he needed to leave. Right. Let's talk about returning punts. That's the other thing that I do not understand why he was not out there. It drove me up a wall. Um, You have a person out there that is clearly good in space, clearly can do what he wants. Fam needs to be returning kicks, Raymond. Well, we all agree. Like, 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 look, man, you preach it to the choir, Mike. You know, we all, me, myself, and other people that I know, family, fans, people tweeting about it, uh, talking about it, all felt the same way. But, hey, we're not on the coaching staff, right? I right. mean, if we were, things would be different. Those coaches went the direction that they felt was best at the time for their team. So who am I to, to, to go against that? You know, but everything happened for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that as well. So, All right, be honest here. Who's stronger right now, you or your son? We've seen those pictures. He's looking pretty jacked. That's not the same <laughs> hey, guy who came here. Who's been hey, he's stronger, stronger than right me. now? He's, he's stronger than me. I got to give it to him. You know, he's stronger than me. So I take a nod to him. He's definitely uh, getting his weight up. What's his ideal playing weight, do you think? For me, or for him, 
we spoke and he wants to get to 180, which I believe he can do that. He was at 173 in the Alamo Bowl. Um, he came in, I believe, maybe one mid 155, one right. close to 160, I believe. So he, he definitely increased. I mean, of course, to take uh, the type of hits that he gonna, he's going to have to sustain, I would like him to be 180, 185, but right. still keep the speed. You know, um, it could happen. It's possible. You know, he's put in the work. He's shown, he's shown me that he has put in the work because he was he's, what, 20 pounds heavier? Right. And that's something, too. You either embrace that grind or you're not. Or you're not. Now, we right. got a bunch of comments coming in here. Joseph makes a great point. He looks – for 173 – He's a, that's really, I mean, he looks big for 173, Raymond. Right. Well, you look at muscle though, you know, there's no yeah. fat, right. you know, like for me, I have a little, little dad bod going on with, with the muscle. You got the so. arms. I saw the arms. Yeah, yeah they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> they're all right. You know, I just finished working out myself, you know, I, it's something I've been doing for years, you know, keep myself sustained and no, he's, he's, um, he does, you know, but he's 173 pounds, um, you know, when when I when he came to visit, I went to see how strong he was. You know, I haven't lived away from him in a long time. You know, he's been at school, so for him to hit two seventy five, he hit it easy. Right. And I told him, I said, you could hit that at least a few more times. So I'm that's double his weight. Well, not double his weight, but a, a, a extra hundred pounds over his weight, I should say. Um, so yeah. I get. Let me ask you this. I get people all the time that say, "How would you use Fam?" You know who I would use him like? I would, again, kind of from the same neck of the woods. I think there's a lot of DeAnthony Thomas there as far as being able yeah. to make people miss that track speed, um, football speed as well. What do you think of that comparison? Well, I think it's an honest comparison, you know, uh, a very good honest comparison. You know, even people have hinted to Reggie Bush just the fact that he could change directions when he felt like it. I mean, when he was younger, like I said, I coached my son since he was seven years old. I trained him uh, until he went off to high school. Um we used him in that way. I was his coach, his running back coach, offensive coordinator. So when he played in a peewee football, I would use him in that way. He would line up the slot. He would, we just used him all over the field. And he's actually, actually he's a uh, double-sided athlete, cornerback. He can shut you down, you know, even though in high school he didn't play both sides of the ball. But he, he was feared, especially at corner. Nobody beat him deep. So, you know, when you get to different coaches, different coaches see different things. You know, when he's in high school – uh, Coach Negro used him in that way. You know, he right. he moved him around a lot. And I was hoping when he came to U of A, that would be the same. But like I said, you get different coaches that see different things, have different schemes, different offenses. Right. And um, it just, it, his first two years didn't work out the way that, that we hoped that it would as far as that. So, All right, now we got the picture of fam. So everybody out there that hasn't seen it, let's pop this one up here, Jacob Franklin. Watch this. All right, man. <laughs> this, this is not the boy that came into the U of A, man. We got to uh, let's ha, talk about this transformation because when I saw that picture, I had to take a step back, like, whoa, wait, talk about this transformation right here, Raymond. I mean, to me, I'm just proud of him. You know, I mean, he's he's he came in, you know, I was, I'm just so proud of him that he's able to get his weight up and he's going to get bigger. You know, his, his body. He has more room to grow, you know, right. with the strength coaches that he has there now. And even before, T.O. did a good job with him. You know, right. he, he liked T.O. T.O. did a good job with Rayshon and getting him up there. So I got to give kudos and, and, and respect to T.O. and appreciate him for getting Rayshon to that point before he left. Now he has a new uh, strength coach coming in. Uh, and I feel like um, 
Mike, this is true. This is very true. Fam, we can get you there. You know, you just got to be dedicated. I'd rather talk about it and watch you guys do it. Right. (laughs) But um, no, I mean, with this new strip coaches coming in, I think they're going to, they're going to be able to get him there. You know, we all, uh, we want him to be at least 180 pounds when August get here. That's the goal for him. Okay, so now when look, I want to take a take it back a, a little bit. Now, when did you? So you obviously you played football yourself. Um, yes. Obviously, when did you? You know, just take us through. You know, uh, Speedy growing up, and you know, just you having kind of the influence as well, being that you did play football. Just kind of take us through that childhood, and you know, the guy that we saw right now. Well, basically, you know, he was always an energetic kid, very energetic, very curious, and he was always fast. Though, even at a, as a young kid, even the member in daycare, I used to go pick him up, and it. They used to be like, man, why, you know, he's so fast. He moves, he runs. And so I decided, like, he played basketball when he was, like, four, five. And I'm like, okay, he's pretty fast. Wasn't really too – wanted to rush him into the football thing. But when he turned seven, we was throwing back football around. I just noticed, like, wow, you have a really quick step. He has a good instincts at seven. Right. Some things you can't teach. It's just a God gift. You know, he has the speed at seven. His calves were big at seven years old, like they are now. Right. And uh, what we did, we just put him, tied him up for the local football team. And how he got his nickname was a coach, Coach Box, which is resting in peace right now. Uh, he gave him the ball and he ran and just flowed out his mouth. He just said, oh, my God, Speedy, it just came out his mouth. Right. Like, honestly, you know, right. I never called my son that. To me, he's Ray Sean. But uh, that's where he got his nickname from. But growing up through his childhood, I mean, he became a, a, a triple sport, really a quadruple sport athlete. He didn't like baseball. He's still bases when he was seven. And he said, Dad, I don't like baseball. I'm like, wow, but you're still in bases. You're good at it. So then we transferred from baseball to track. Mm. So in that order, it was football, basketball, track, nonstop in that order until he's where he is now. All right, be honest. Has there been any thought about getting him onto the track team? Because he certainly has got the speed to do it. Well, we all hope that, too. He loves track. We all know that. He said at the All-American game, he says it in his interviews, that's one of his favorite sports. Once again, it's up to the university if they will allow him to do that. I know uh, the first couple of years, I think the plan was to get his size up right. from their standpoint, and they didn't want him losing weight because running track is a lot of running. Right, right. And and so they didn't want him to lose the weight running track. However, uh, I look back in history. I looked at Deion Sanders. I looked at uh, Bo, Bo Jackson, different athletes. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, they still ran track and was able to keep their weight up for the football season. Right. So it's really up to the university and how they feel about it, 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 you know, in my opinion, how the coaches or track coaches feel about it. All right. I know the answer to this, but a lot of people ask the Snoop Dogg connection. Talk a little bit about that. Talk about Uncle Snoop. Oh, well, yeah. So we we played in his league. That was the first league we played in. Uh, we built a relationship with Snoop. He loved my son from the first time he saw him. He met him. And he's throughout the years, he always, you know, kept up with us, always gave words of encouragement to Ray Sean. He was one of the voters that voted him into the All-American game because Snoop gets a vote every year. Right. Uh, and so he voted uh, Rayshon into the All-American game, and, and he showed out. So he I certainly was very, did. Did he get yeah. any awards in that game by any Yeah, he, he won MVP, most powerful <laughs> player, player of, the, of the whole game. And I thought that was iconic. You know, he only had two plays, and but those, those, those were the most two impactful plays Right of that game that uh, that gave him that honor of all American. It was crazy because after that game, the Polynesian Bowl, those guys came and called me, right, and was like, "Yeah, hey, we want him to play in this game." But at that time, he was like, "Dad, I'm ready, ready to transition." I think he wanted to get into track. He was after the All American game. He was trying to put it for his senior year for track, right. So he was more focused on that. So he passed on that game. 
All right, talk a little bit about this 2022 class, because I put you uh, this 2022 class has an amazing group of parents and you're right at the top right there. Appreciate um, that. Let, let's uh, I mean, the fact that there's so many guys obviously know in T-Mac get a lot of love, but then a Kevin Green and A.J. Jones, your son as well. All so many Southern California kids. That's just from an outsider perspective. That's just a cool outside bond to see, uh, because, again, all of these guys can play. Some of them have been able to show it. Some haven't been able yet, but you can tell that all of them can play. Talk a little bit about that. Um, it's amazing to see these kids where they are, you know, and also to talk on the back end, talk to the parents. We all, we all have good relationships. Yeah. We all embrace each other when we see each other. We all talk to each other and we embrace each other's children as well. But it's good to see the kids like Kevin, you mentioned Kevin Green. He's a, he's a talent, you know, yep. the few plays that he's had. I was impressed, like, wow. You know, even some of the uh, Jones and some of the defensive players out there that get a chance to get in. But yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's you could ask for a better, better group of parents uh, to support. Everybody support the kids. We all come out, and I just think it's it's a good thing. All right, now my three breakout performers for this next year, and I put this out: uh, Fam, Kevin Green, Kean Burnett. It's all going to happen. These dudes are all ready to bow. These guys are all ready to make it happen. What's what do you think about that, there, Raymond? I think you're right. You know, I think with the speed that Kevin Green has, uh, the speed that Rayshon has. And then Burnett, is a, he's a big kid. You know, his right. father uh, used to play, I believe, for the U of A, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. He, yep. So yeah. So, yeah, so his, right. And because I went to I went to school with Brandon Montepaluno. I hate to butcher his last name. but we Brandon Manamuliana. Is that what it is? Yep. I, I, I butcher his name all the time. But, yeah, I went to school with him. So I think him and Burnett played together during the same time, Yep. if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, no, it's good because he, he's a big kid, man. He's a huge kid. He's a he was good at Servite, Trinity League. He, he, you know, he was one of the top tight ends coming out of high school. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's their time to shine. It's their time. I know Kevin Green coming to Alamany, so he did good at his school. He was one of the top receivers uh, there. And same as Rayshon was one of the top backs coming out of Trinity League the year that he came out. So it was good to see these these guys coming into their uh, second and third year to show what they can do. And I'm glad that they, they backed the A, and I'm glad they stayed at the A. Yes. Yeah. All right, my man, Raymond, I cannot yeah. thank you enough for your time, my guy. You will definitely, I will definitely be in touch over these coming years. Yes, please do. <laughs> but dude, you're, you're the man again. Really appreciate you, my man. All right. Thank you, Jason. I like to read your articles, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll get All in right. touch. All right, okay. Raymond Luke, aka fam. We'll talk to you soon. All Thanks right. again, buddy. All right. Well, okay, there you go. Yeah, you right. know how we roll. All right. <laughs> I, these parents are awesome, dude. Seriously, <laughs> these parents are awesome. And fam is right at the top of the list on cool parents. Again, it drove me up a wall when uh, when uh, Speedy wasn't playing this past year. As you can attest, you heard all of my... Uh, but the way they also handled it as well was fantastic. I would not have been nearly as nice because I know that my kids should have been playing. But again, that's why these... It's just a special, special group of parents right there, Sheer. Yeah, I wanted... I should have asked them something. You know, one thing that always kind of got to me with, with him and again good player all that i'm not remember when jed said he had fumbling issues that was what drove me all right you go ahead we should have asked him yeah I, he, I, we're getting I, you he, back he, in fam we're bringing you back in he's still here joe jason i cringe when you when, when i saw that you know i'm gonna be honest with you you know it's 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 politics in football I mean, let's just be honest with it. And the coaches, every interview, they all ask about why Speedy, why Speedy, this and that and the third. That's all you heard about. And I just feel he found a way to kill it by saying that. If you yeah. go back to Rayshon Highlights High School, nobody saw him as Pop Warner. I have films of him and Pop Warner I post around social media. He's never fumbled the ball, ever. 
And for him to say that he fumbled the ball in practice was like, what? Like, it was unbelievable. And from that moment, you, I just felt he put a stain on my son and had people were like, okay, well, if he fumbled the ball, then he shouldn't play, which is rightfully so. You know, if, if the head coach comes out and say, hey, this player has a fumbling problem, uh, a block, they can't block or they can't catch or whatever the case may be. You put a permanent stain on that player now. Now the media is involved. They're like, well, okay, well, shoot, we don't care no more because he can't protect the ball. But that's never was the case. I don't know where that come from, why Fish decided to do that. <laughs> uh, but And by the way, Ryan Neal right here. And again, uh, got, got hundreds of comments, right? Hundreds of comments in here. You guys are fantastic. Uh, let's see. 37 carries, zero fumbles. I'm just saying, man. And the thing about it, too, that always drove me up a wall, we are at practice. We are able yeah. to right. watch these. I believe and that. He, yeah. I mean, we didn't go during, like, the regular, like, season. But in the spring, he didn't fumble once. Uh, when we went once a week during the season, he never fumbled. Like, it was like, what are you talking? Like, it was just weird. It was a weird yeah. thing to say. And yeah. on top of that, and this was all due respect because Cowing's a great player, but the fair catch thing also drove me up a wall. You don't, re you recruit somebody like Speedy to guess what? Get an open space, return kicks, do things like that. It was just. Well, the coaches uh, didn't, it, it, you know, like I say, said with that coaching staff, they had, they did things a little differently then. They wanted the players to fair catch it back there. They did. I, I mean, I don't know why. What was the reason for it? Um, right. You know, I, I went to games and sat there just as like, I sit there and do this. Right. And what can you say? They were winning, though. So, you know, you got to be – it's a double-edged sword there. You're happy that they're winning. You're happy that they won Alamo Bowl. Nah, but and, you're being too nice. Just because you're yeah. winning doesn't mean that you can't do better things, though. You're being too nice. Right, man. right, right. Well, you know, man, it's, it's just – the things I would say, I wouldn't say now, of course, and how I really feel, but it's, you know, I want to keep the respect there. You know, like I say, uh, they gave him a chance to play. They gave him a chance to come to the school. So I don't, I don't I'm not going to say anything that's, that's out of disrespect, but as a parent, yes, it's frustrating. If you want to, if you want me to say honestly, yes, of course, because you're a parent and you just know what your kid can do. You know, I don't care if you're a brother, or someone or, or a sister or someone, if you know what your, your family can do, it's frustrating when they don't get the chance to do that. And right. you come into these games, like when it came to USC, we were very upset. It's like, right. wow, you can wait to USC and he only gets in one play and they always use him as a decoy. And I just felt like they just never knew or had a plan for him, you know? And, and I looked at him like Wally was a very good running back, very good back, could catch the ball out in space, could get up the field. And I just kind of felt like why him or Sean didn't have that why the coaches didn't see that as a relationship to share that role. Even when Wiley got hurt, I thought, okay, right. Wiley got hurt. Maybe he will step in and get some of those plays. He, he played less after that. Right. And, you know, so it was, it was just confusing. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, fam, we're going to get you back on again. But, dude, we yeah, are so happy it. you are back. Like I said, that, I was messaging Sheer. I'm like, I really hope fam comes back. I really hope fam comes back. So, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back the A, my guy. Appreciate you as always. All right, buddy. man. Once again, All thank right. you. I'm out of here. All right. Thanks, buddy. All, All right. right. Again. All right. There we go. We I got that off of our chest. That was a uh, the very good point there, Sheer. But I also now we're going to get to some other stuff. But first, I should have asked him, do you think he was been to Cirque? Do you think fam has been to Circle K? I just assume everyone has, Mike. All right. Now, here's the deal with the Inner Circle. Join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details and Illegal Pete's. When was the last time you went to Illegal Pete's, Jason Shear? 
Uh, it's been a little bit. I got to get back out there. All right. Either way, Illegal Pete's, check it out. All right. Where is the read? Okay. Uh, ring in the new year with Illegal Pete's weekly deals. Kick the Monday blues with $3 margaritas all day or ease your way back into the week with $2 tacos every Tuesday. Do you, do you work in healthcare or education? Take your team to lunch at Illegal Pete's every Tuesday and enjoy buy one, get one free entrees. And don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day. Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. All right. Now, um, now I, all right, we're going to, all right, let's get to the hat first. I dude, I I am at a loss for the hat. And now NPOB said on Twitter, um, he said, dude, just wear another hat. I will not do that. I will not cheat on that hat. That hat was fantastic. There will come a time when uh, I might have to find another hat. But until then, I'm going to be uh, broadcasting naked, hoping that I can find that hat. I mean, not naked, but up here. It Share. wasn't in your car, was it? Like when your car no. was stolen? No, that was what worried me initially. But um. But I went back and I looked and I've had a pod or I had multiple live streams since then. And um, so, again, we got to find this out. Um, now, check your girlfriend's house. <laughs> no, I have more than one hat, Tony. Uh, Brad Rich, this is what All you do. other hats are Nebraska hats, so we can't wear them. Yeah, my the hat you the hat left you, man. Let her go and move on. All right. That was actually very funny. Um, all right. Now we got to get into uh, we got to get into some serious talk. We'll talk a little bit of a uh, we'll talk. Listen, if you if anybody out there has seen the hat, um, no, I don't have any kids. You got to stop. Are you, it. A, are you putting a reward? What's that? Mike is willing, Mike is offering one thousand dollars for the safe return of this hat. I would offer. You know what's funny? I was thinking about this. I would probably offer fifty dollars for that hat. That hat yeah. was. Yeah. Mike is willing to offer a two week supply of OGs. For the return of his hat. Yes, I will buy you OGs. And uh, oh, hey, B-Cat, uh, I can't blame Jed Fish on this because I actually had uh, uh, live streams since then. But um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm uh, I'm not happy about it. Um, all right. Now, we need to get to the we need to get to the Dave Hickey situation here. All right. Hold on. All right. Um, all right. Again, this is just informed speculation here. Um <laughs> Obviously, you saw the tweet. You saw the tweet that uh, went out from uh, Brett McMurphy on why uh, Dave was let go. Um, can you read that? Can you read that tweet again, Sheer? Uh, give me two seconds. All right, and then I will, says, I will. All right, then I am going to have some issues uh, with this uh, with this tweet. Uh, Arizona AD Dave Hickey was fired for quote financial and operational mismanagement, resulting in an athletic department financial disaster loss of major donors, and mishandling of Jed Fish's contract. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to pretend that I know everything that's going on with the budget. We'll know with the audit on everything. But here's a couple things that people need to understand. People above Dave Hickey sign off on this. Dave Hickey just doesn't get to write, you know, run around with a check and say, you know what, we're just going to do this, we're going to do that. Also, if it was that gross, if it was that much malfeasance, here's my other two questions here. And again, I don't know. We will uh, we will see. Um, why wasn't he fired for cause? Because that's a very pointed uh, – that's a very pointed um, – uh, uh, critique right there. Why wasn't he fired for cause? The other thing that, uh, why was he allowed to hire another football coach if he has done all of this that has been so bad? That to me is where this feels like, uh, there's feels like there's other avenues in play besides just this, Jason Shear. 
Yeah, there's a couple weird things to that. Uh, like you mentioned with the financials, uh, I don't know. And look, I'm not saying boosters are in love with Dave, but I can't recall the loss of a major booster. Right. Because of Dave. Maybe that's referring to Stevens, but Stevens didn't leave because of Dave, left because of Robbins. Right. <laughs> so, so that doesn't add up either. And then the Jetfish contract thing, you mean to tell me that President Robbins had no idea what was going on with Jetfish's contract? The dude that hires coaches – that that has literally given plays. This is not a joke. I brought this up before. Yes. Has literally given plays to coaches. Doesn't know that Jed Fish's contract has an issue with it. Come on. That to me is what doesn't make sense. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this again. And everybody knows I am biased here. I like Dave Hickey a great deal. I think he's a really good dude. Um, in this day and age, athletic departments run deficits. That's just that's just the way it is. You look at UCLA. They got a 36 million dollar deficit. I get it. Arizona football, everybody's always said you want Arizona football to be good. Um, guess what? Arizona football is good now. Um, sometimes you got to pay that. You got to pay that money. Um, I uh, like I said, the whole thing just really rubs me the wrong way because I do feel. Listen, if if Dave did things wrong, totally get it. I get it. You know, uh, hold hold it accountable. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff here that just doesn't quite add up. And the whole thing about the uh, the contract, like you brought up, that doesn't make any sense either. You mean to tell me that Robbins had no idea what was going on with this contract negotiation? Only George Reitster believes that. <laughs> I heard this morning, and again, it's it's one one source, so it's uh, don't hold me to it. But I heard this morning that basically Robbins has convinced, and it, it adds up, Robbins has convinced the Board of Regents to let him stay for now, but they wanted blood. And that was that was Dave in this case. And there's going to be others coming down the pipe as well. Right. Um, I also think that you're going to find out as we get further and further along. And again, this is just some informed speculation. The union obviously wanted the union at the U of A obviously voted uh, wanted wants Robbins out as well. Um, I, I think there's probably some uh, resentment towards us, this spending in the athletic department. Um, I think that is something that comes into play as well. But either way, like I said, the whole thing, uh, th this feels like, a, and like I said, when the audit comes out, we'll see. But I can tell you for a fact, again, that people above Dave have to sign off on this. It isn't Dave going around with an open checkbook signing. There's people above Dave that have to sign off on that. Yeah. And again, like, it's weird. I was on radio this morning and they were like, can I just ask a question? Like the press release for Dave's firing sounds like it's a hiring. Like this guy's awesome. This right. guy's great. And I'm like, yeah, because Robbins is trying to save. He doesn't want to piss anyone off. Right. Right. Like Dave's an, an easy target basically. And I, again, I, the audit, it's not going to look good from what for I understand. Sure. Sure. And, and the numbers are going to justify getting rid of Dave. I mean, they, they just are now I'm not saying they should have got rid of Dave and I'm not saying Robbins isn't the main one to blame, but it's going to be very easy for Arizona to use that audit as a reason for deflecting, changing direction and, and getting rid of Dave. I guess my problem still is this. And when you got all these out, when you got all these departments under uh, Robbins that are not doing well um, from a financial perspective, at what point then does everybody below Robin stop taking the hit? And then maybe Robbins takes the hit. He does have a good relationship with the ABOR, which obviously is helping him right now. We're going to find out because that's where this is headed. This right. is coming to a head. This is the last of this. Dave, Dave is just one piece of this puzzle. I mean, it is going to come to a head and Robbins is going to have to make major explanations and withstand a 
not a rebellion, but like, look, his his own the union wants him gone. Right. There's people on campus that clearly want Robbins gone. So it is it's going to come to a head here sooner than later. Um, Wilner made a great point last night, a rare great point by John Wilner. Yeah, what say? If you're an AD, why are you coming to Arizona? You don't even know who you're working for in six months. And you also don't know what your relationship is going to be like with the president as well. Are you going to be allowed to do your job? Are you going to be allowed to do this? This feels kind of like a casualty of war type situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, also, uh, again, this is just informed speculation. I would be very – listen, as far as the roster goes and everything, it's going to be it, – football and basketball is going to be fine. Um, I will say that uh, as far as uh, the next AD – I will say that I would be very surprised if it's Erica Barnes. I guess things could change, but talking with a number of people, I don't believe that that is the uh, that is the route that uh, Bobby Robbins will be taking. Uh, I've heard this morning that it would be a surprise if it was Barnes or Kendrea. It feels like they're going to go to an outside fundraiser type financial kind of. It would just be a surprise if it, you know Mike does is a great dude. Everyone loves him. Is he really a permanent AD? And Erica Barnes is is just not the relationship isn't there between her and Robbins. Right. All right. So there's that. Um, again, we'll know more with the audit. But like I said, um, just talking with some people behind the scenes, whatever looks bad for Dave is going to look bad for Robbins, because, again, that is still his boss at the end of the day. So uh, we will uh, we will find out. We will find out more about this. Mac Rhodes is probably not going to happen. Um, what say you, Jason? Sure. Uh, I was told that basically I'm sorry. Uh, that basically if an AD at another school has a large contract that has a buyout, you could cross them off the list immediately. So like Harlan, for instance, um, I was told don't even bring him up. My source lawyer said don't bring him up. There's a 0% chance. Mac Rhodes would have to take a discount, basically, to, a, a large discount. To, I would look at like an assistant, like, um, heck, how about this? So the executive assistant AD at LSU was hired in 2022 at Nevada. Uh, she has connections to Arizona. That would be uh, Stephanie Kempe, I believe it is. Right. I that's the type of hire um, that I that I would look for. I'm gonna get her name right. What do you think would be the deal though if you put them up at the Gila River? What if you put them up at the Gila River resorts and casinos? Yeah, why not? You know, why not? I mean- all right, now you do you at the Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Maybe you can see Arizona's next athletic director being wined and dined there. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. An authentic and fun and immersive experience. All right, what say you, Jason Shear? What were you saying? Yeah, so Stephanie Rempe is at Nevada now. She was at LSU. She played uh, volleyball here at U of A and got her master's in sports administration here at U of A. Um, it just like someone like her makes a lot of sense. Like she worked it here. She worked her way up. She was at LSU. She was the second in command to Scott Woodward. And now she is the AD at Nevada. I'd like, how about a back the A guy like Ollie Farhang? (laughs) Ollie's another one of those guys that life comes easy for Ollie. Just saying. A part of me wonders if they do go like completely outside the box. Like, is there like a uh, outside the box hire Ollie Farhang as the athletic director? Or is there, yeah, like, or is there like an NFL guy, you know, like uh, that wants to be an AD or uh, like uh, nothing that Robbins does would surprise me. I guess Robbins just takes the AD job for free. Yeah, why not make it? Would that be so good if he's like, we don't have to pay a salary? 
Oh, oh, very easy ways for Arizona to save Sally. The first thing they could do is cut the PR department. It is useless. At the it really event. is. So you could cut whatever salaries are there, cut them. I would, uh, I would want, oh, oh, Emoy for AD. You know what's funny about this? I actually had somebody message me and say, I know it's a joke, but I know that he's like the senior athletic director. Why don't they just put Emoy in? Do you think Emoy would take the job? Uh, I've been working behind the scenes. I have, I have absolutely been working behind the scenes. The problem is, from what I understand, they cannot afford him, and the basketball team isn't just going to let him go. They're just going to let him go for free. All right, Mike Luke for AD. Let's be honest here. I would be an amazing athletic director. Why don't we just cut the crap and make Humberto the AD? I mean, you know, you know what's funny about it at this point? I like the, uh, I, I like the, I like the message that Humberto sent to Jed Fish. I don't like putting that out there publicly, though. I thought that was kind of a weak look in hindsight. Yeah, I don't like it at all. It was yeah. it was kind of baby, it was kind of babyish. But when you have eight hundred billion dollars, you can probably do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, now, all right, Humberto. All right, I would, if I had eight hundred billion dollars, Mike, I'd buy you a new hat. Well, you know what? Uh, I don't want a new hat. I want my old hat. That's the deal. People aren't understanding this. I want my old hat back. You sound like a baby. I want my old hat. This isn't difficult. <laughs> this isn't difficult. I can believe it or not. I don't have a lot of money, but I can afford a new hat. That's not it. What do you think about Chief for AD? Ooh, I tell you, he would, he would, he would. I bet you, if you talk to him, you could get him to put his name out there and think that he's going to be a good AD. Chief would one thousand percent be wrong on ninety nine percent of the th- stuff, and then say when he got one thing right, why isn't anybody giving me credit? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think I would be also the BetMGM sportsbook app, my friends. The BetMGM sportsbook app, uh, and we're gonna get to a little bit of basketball. But first, Jacob Franklin, get the uh, get it up. Come on, come on. Oh, that sounds terrible. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5. You'll receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. And let's hear Damon with the disclaimer. Promo code 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369-NY or call 1-800-327-5050-MASSACHUSETTS. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-991-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. All right. Now it's also time for the BetMGM uh, Parlay Pick of the Week. How much did Dave make? Sorry. Like a million? A billion? I, mean, I think about a million. All right. I was just looking. Rempy only makes uh, five hundred grand. The uh, I like people are now real quick, and then we'll get back to it. The BetMGM Sportsbook app. I'm going for an Arizona sweep this week. I'm going to take the money line to beat. Actually, no, I'm going. I think Arizona's <laughs> going to split. I think Arizona's going to say Mike picking them to beat Oregon at Oregon. Yeah, I think Arizona's going to beat Oregon State and lose to Oregon. That's my BetMGM parlay pick. What say you, Jason Shear? I'm going sweep, Mike. Are I you, think are you back in the A. I, I think that this galvanized the team, and I'm going sweet. All right, let's talk a little bit about the basketball team. And again, I got beat up a little bit on your uh, board for being a little pessimistic on the post game. I don't like what I've seen. Again, the reason I don't like what I've seen is because this team is good. It should be good. You shouldn't be down 400 points to a crappy UCLA team, period. Hey, can you just put that Brad Ridge uh, comment up since we're talking basketball? Oh, yeah. I mean, Pasco asking Tommy who the next day day D should be right set. That as actually would be. Can you get Bruce to ask him that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on it. Um, 
In terms of the basketball team, yeah, you know, I'm usually, you know me, I'm usually like a win's a win. Doesn't matter what it looks like. That one kind of was like, no, no. You were down 32 to 13. You look like crap. Um, now, I will say the last, what, 15 minutes, cool. they look like the best team in the country. Right. But that's the problem. Why are you taking 25 minutes to play like that? And well, let me ask you this. We talked about this a little bit on the post game. And again, the Tommy gun is amazing. I would, I, I want the Tommy gun here as long as possible, but is there any fear of accountability on this roster from Tommy? Like that if I, if I don't play well, I'm actually not going to, is, is there I, any of that fear? I've, I've told people close to Tommy that I think he's too nice. And like, which is, you know, like, like when you look at the best coaches in the country, Generally speaking, they're they're jerks, right? Like they love their players. Like let's say Tom Izzo, right? Yeah. On the sideline, he destroys his players. But after the game, you can do the look. It's on me. I love you. I'm sorry. This is a game. Blah blah blah. And you can get away with it. I, right. It just it's very rarely where we and maybe I don't look closely enough for it. It's very rarely we look over and Tommy's just lighting into a player, right? I I, I don't really under yeah I don't really understand that. Um, also. Uh, with Boswell, listen, I've been saying this from day one. Um, if Arizona is going to reach where it can, they need Kylan Boswell playing it at all conference level, not an all American level, but an all conference level. And they're not getting that right now. No, like that's the thing. Like he's, he's important to this team. Yes. Like, people are like, Oh, let's bench him. Let's do this. Arizona needs him. They need to figure it out because they cannot win a title with a bad Kylan Boswell. They just can't. Right. And he's also not going to be in the, uh, he's not also not going to be in the NBA if he's playing like this. Also, Keyshawn Johnson, we can't get like Keyshawn out of this. Keyshawn should never struggle because Keyshawn is an effort, energy, athletic player. He's He's been disappointing of late. I need more out of Keyshawn, not less. Yeah, he has not played well. And, and the thing that's frustrating is he's a good rebounder and a good defender. And what he does well, he has not been doing well. I don't need him to score 20 points a game. Right. But you get the vibe sometimes that he came to Arizona to show off his offensive game more than anything. So, all right. Palmer Hoffman, you're much smarter than me, but I disagree with you. I do not want Kerr here. Um, I have seen Kerr Carissa in the NCAA tournament now in four games, and he was one of 9,826 from the field. I think he was more of a distraction than anything else. I don't want Kerr here. I mean, even if you like Kerr, I just don't understand the argument of him being like, Better than uh, better than Boswell. I mean, I just don't want him. I, yeah, I just don't want him. Oh yeah, Pihoff, I got you, Pihoff. Uh, also, um, the uh, all right. Let's talk about Umar Ballo, leader of men. Um, listen, Umar puts up a lot of stats, and uh, Umar is a good player for sure. Um, how do I put this? Um, watch your mouth. You watch your mouth. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of ready for next year, Crevis. Um. Umar was the MVP of last game. I know, but I just I, I yeah, want to everyone, everyone trashed me because he because I, I made that even with Bona and they're like, oh Bona's way. And then he outplayed Bona, fouled him out and dominated him. You know what it is? Here's what it is. Um he Umar again, Umar Ballo, leader of men, is very he's he's a very he's he's good. But it I I, I figured out what drives me up a wall about him. He leaves so much out there. Yes, that's fair. That's what drives me up a wall. He is good. Um, but again, from the not from refusing to dunk the ball to just, yeah, the kind of the butterfingers, he leaves a lot out there. That's the best way that I could put it. Yeah, I mean, he does miss quite a bit at the rim. 
And I think yeah. that's frustrating. But, you know, I, I like Krivis, but he's not – would you agree he's not ready now? Correct. But I still think that there's okay. an upside to him. Yeah, no, he is. But I just don't – there's certain matches like Bona. I don't – he wasn't ready for that Bona matchup. That's why he played six minutes. He was in there for a minute, and Bona turned him over twice or whatever it was, and it was done. But how, there's certain matches where he'll do fine. How how does UCLA – how do they – how does a UCLA fan reconcile rooting for Mick Cronin? Oh, they love him. Like after the Arizona game, that UCLA message board was how much they loved Mick for speaking the truth. Like, no, he's a whining. He's a, he's a, he whines. He's, he, that's, he just whines and whines. Do we ever figure out why he went at Spears? No, no. I think my theory is correct, though. Spears huh. chased the Hep Cronin story a little bit, and maybe it got back to him. But, he, right. but here's the thing. Justin never introduced himself to Mick. Yeah. So how would Mick know he was Justin? And if Spears? Mick knew who Justin was off of that research, then Mick's got some real issues. By the way, the nickname for uh, Hep Cronin, Hep C, is really funny. It is funny. <laughs> it is funny. Shout out Cody James Martin for that one. Cody does uh, some good things once in a while. That was all right. That was good. All right. Now, now, now. Uh, can Jacob Franklin pull this shirt up? Pull this shirt up. Pull this shirt up. Come on, Jacob Franklin. Jacob, pull your shirt up. All right. <laughs> All right. Loyalty. Look at these things. Jed Fish did not will not wear one of these. Um, loyalty, check it out. Loyalty with the little A with the A. Go to go PHNX Walker and check it out. It is very, very cool. All right. Now, also, when is when is Zoe officially being announced? Uh, I don't know. He's in Tucson. He yeah, landed. We're good, we're good on Zoe. Don't worry about it. Uh, there's multiple coaches here. I think maybe they're just doing a big rollout. I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated. Uh, he may have his OC, but the fact that I don't know it yet is really starting to get to me. Yeah, you suck. I don't um, know who the OC is. The hot rumor, I told you the hot rumor, but I don't think Arizona would clear it. Right. Get, give you an idea. So I was actually very good to Jason Shear this past week. I uh, I told Jason Shear when the uh, the announcement would be made at the exact time it would be made. Jason Shear, you'll give me credit. That is true. He did. I had my article ready to go, and I was blocking my computer screen so no one could see what it was. And unlike others, Jason Shear was the only person I told. So, the, you know, maybe the, uh, you know, some people might have been caught off guard, but Jason Shear was not. We would never allow Jason Shear to be caught off guard. Never. But on that note, you're coming back tomorrow. We got Kevin Green Sr. coming on. We like KG a lot. Um, but at Shear, where can they find you? WildcatAuthority.com, Wildcat Scoop Podcast with Shelby and at Jason Shear on Twitter. All right. For Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. A big shout-out to Ray Sean, Speedy Luke's father, Raymond Luke, a.k.a. hashtag fam. Again, people out there that keep asking about the hat. I don't want a new hat. I want my old hat. Um, if you want to put in the time to find the old hat, I am totally cool with it, but I do not want a new hat yet. We will continue the search for the old hat. If you have a picture, you should tweet, like, make, like, a missing poster. That is actually a very good idea. I don't know if I – we need to find a picture of the hat, though. I know I don't look the same without the hat. I need the hat. Um, <laughs> but on that note, for Amber Alert for the hat. Um, <laughs> all right, but on that note, you guys are all fantastic. You make me look better than I should. Jason Shear, um, thanks for changing your shirt. We will be back with you tomorrow. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. <laughs>